Hello, welcome to Making of Her Story. My name is Crystal Farley, for those of you that are joining us for the first time. And I'm Heidi Solomon. And we are just two women that are trying to connect women across the globe by sharing pivotal moments and stories that have helped them become who they are. So today we have a wonderful Miss Jasmine Wilson on the phone. Hello, Jasmine. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Jazz. We are so excited to have you today, Jasmine. I am a huge fangirl. Um, <laughs> Jasmine and I, we worked together at Hewlett Packard Enterprise, um, which then turned into Microfocus, in the Inclusion and Diversity program together. So she was the leader for the program worldwide, and I was the data gals employee resource group leader. And I was able to successfully launch that group with Miss Jasmine Wilson as my mentor slash peer slash partner slash just a wonderful help with everything. So that's how we know each other. And I know she's dabbled in lots of different things since we've um, parted ways, but I will do um, her intro no more just, I, I, I'm not going to do it any justice. So I'm going to let you do that jazz. And then we'll go from there. Oh, that's all right. So, Crystal, I'm so thrilled that I get a chance to hang out with you and Heidi. And, and it has been quite a while since we worked together um, at HPE Microfocus. Um, but I have um, definitely been dabbling in lots and lots of things. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I shared yesterday, which, by the way, was my birthday, that I had, now that I've reached the age of 38, I feel like I've sort of uh, discovered my voice in more ways than one. So not just singing, but truly discovered my voice throughout my career and all the changes that I've taken um, to get to where I am today. But then also I've discovered and rediscovered passion and purpose. And, you know, it started out um, when I graduated from high school, I had every intention to become a teacher right out of high school, going into college and majored in education. Um, but then, you know, ultimately changed up a little bit and ended up on a totally different career path. And of course, that's how I, I eventually got a chance to meet you, um, Crystal, because that path led me um, through some different roles in higher education. But it also led me into the, the field of technology and to be able to come and work at Hewlett Packard and then um, be a part of Microfocus was something that, you know, I definitely take. Um, nothing for that journey because it was something that taught me so much about business and about um, how to really grow as an individual and of course leading inclusion and diversity that was probably one of the most favorite things that I've had a chance to um, you know, to, to be part of and um, and then being able to work with women and, and people from all backgrounds that were just really excited about making sure that every employee had a place um, at their place of business and, and that place being somewhere where they felt like they could be themselves and to really bring their, their best self to work. So um, I'm doing so much outside of that though. I'm doing a lot in music now, um, Crystal. So I'm writing with my uh, seven-year-old and we're making music and we're putting a little bit out, but you know, it really kind of ties into uh, the bigger picture for me as well. Well, well, first off, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great so oh my gosh there's so many like things going through my mind right now but you know one of the things that you know I would love you to touch a little bit more on is a lot of companies today there's a lot of press and a lot of focus on starting diversity and inclusion programs within organization and there's 
clearly a lot of focus on the topic of, of diversity. But, you know, from my personal experience, I think there's, there's talk and then there's action, right? And um, so I, I, I am interested in terms of, you know, just based on your background, what, you know, what you brought to the table to really differentiate the program that you put together and what kind of advice might you give to others who are trying to either start ERG groups or, you know, focus on diversity inclusion in the corporate world. Absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the things that Crystal and I often talked a lot about was that diversity and inclusion had to be something more than checking a box for us because we were really committed to the work and, um, Interesting, interestingly enough, one of the things that I brought to the table was, you know, just my experience working on a college campus and uh, having that higher education degree uh, really kind of prepared me for just people from all walks of lives and, and understanding that when they enter onto that campus, they needed to be able to have, you know, a place to call home and a place to, um, to be themselves. And so when you take that and translate that into the business world, knowing that, you know, there's so much competition out there for employers to to get great employees, you've got to be able to set yourself apart. Um, and one of the ways that you're able to do that is by really paying attention to the type of culture that you're trying to create in your business environment. And so we really worked hard, um, you know, to, to bring into that program that we created um, options, uh, options that were based on um, a mission and a vision that really incorporated, you know, the importance of making sure that we not only took care of customers, but that we took care of the people that we were serving as well. And so, you know, having that higher education background and having worked in student services and programming, you know, some of the things that I brought were simple. And, and it was really simple in the fact that some of it was programs that just really reached out to people just to let people know that we were, um, we were supporting their development, um, had an opportunity to, you know, really be a voice to say, we need to make sure that we're contributing to the things that are important to our employees. So whether that was you know, doing things on the ground, if they were based physically in a site, um, or bringing people together uh, for a common goal, whether it was contributing to the environment, are um, supporting a local education institution, whatever that was, we wanted to make sure that we did way more than check the boxes, that we made a, a real investment into the lives of the employees. And so I, I think that pulling from that type of a background, but then also having you know the background of being an, an affirmative action coordinator, kind of put me at an advantage to, to know the law. So you got to kind of know both, um, but you know, the law is the things that you have to do, but to create a culture, you got to do way more than that. And that's what we really strove to do. I love that. So let's rewind a little bit. Can you talk to us a little bit about your childhood and your background and you know, who were some <laughs> of your main influencers? Yeah. So my parents are, they're working class folks. And my dad forever, um, ever since I could remember, he worked in a factory, but he had a dream of starting his own business. And my mom, she um, has a disability. And so she was very limited in what she was able to do. So um, she was basically a home healthcare worker for many years. And then of course she transitioned into a role as a CNA, um, but they taught us the value of hard work. And I knew um, that I was going to do something after high school just simply because, you know, they instilled in us that 
first you need to have, um, you have got to have some goals, um, but then you've also got to be able to pay those bills. So I watched, <laughs> you know, it was a little simple. detail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You need to be able to pay bills, but you also need to fulfill your passion. And so for me, um, watching my dad for so many years, um, work at that factory and um, do his side hustle business of small engine repairs. Um, I watched him work so hard um, and providing for our family was important to him, but he also wanted to be able to do what he loved. And in the last, within the last two years, he actually just went full time with his own business, um, run small engine repair, and he has way more business than he can even handle. And he's sort of my example as um, you know, even if you have a dream that you feel like you can't obtain it right now, don't ever give up on it because it can come. And for him, it came and we were able to celebrate that with him. And so, you know, I think that watching him and then watching my mom um, having a disability, but still being able to work and provide, um, it just, I mean, it set it apart for me. Um, they really contributed a lot um, to some of the decisions that I've made. And now I'm in a position um, in doing a lot of the things that I do here locally to be able to give back to them in the way that they gave to us. So they're huge factors for me. Hmm. And, and how did, you know, I don't even know if there's a right way to, you know, but you're, you're in this diversity world, right? So uncomfortable conversations are probably something you're pretty, pretty used to, but just yeah. to, I'm just interested growing up with a mother who had a disability, um, you know, what kind of impact? I mean, to me is that that could be the foundation of, you know, fighting for the underdog, you know, fighting for disability rights, you know, do you think that that was unconscious or, or actually intentional in terms of your, you know, your future career path and how did her having a disability, you know, play into that? I think it was very intentional. You know, I can remember a time where um, we would always go to uh, another state for a Thanksgiving dinner. And we would usually ride with other family members because people were concerned about my mom driving. And I always heard her say, um, you know, I can drive, you know, and, and I don't understand why they're so um, afraid of me doing this on my own. And then we would get to this other state and she'd say, I don't want to be left at the house. I want to have my own car. And when I get ready to go, I want to leave. And so one year we decided to drive. And I remember that my grandmother um, at one of the rest stops, she said, uh, Verna, which is my mother's name. She said, you know, I'm really concerned about you driving. I don't, you know, I, I really wish you'd let Jasmine drive because I was old enough to drive. And I watched my mom defend her abilities right then and there because the law said she could drive, but other people felt like she couldn't. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I watched her in that case and then in some others have to defend um, what she was able to do just because some people counted her out simply because they saw that she walked with a limp and had, you know, an arm that was a bit bent. But she raised two kids and she is still working today. And so I think for me, um, being able to fight for other people's rights. I'm always going to do that because it's something that, you know, I feel like she's fought for her own, but sometimes you need someone to help speak for you because you don't know what to say. And then that's where we come mm -hmm. in. Mm. Love that. Love it. Wow. So I know that we, um, that we're, we're talking a lot about, you know, where you've come from and the amazing work that you've done and 
clearly you're passionate about certain topics. Um, but you mentioned something about singing and your daughter and mm-hmm. some things that you're into now, even since you and I last connected. Did you want to share anything about that? Because it sounds like there were some pivotal moments there. Absolutely. So I've, I've been singing forever. Um, my dad sings and so many other folks in my family do as well. Um, but I was always a bit shy about it. And people would always ask me, why don't you write? And I thought, I don't have anything to write about. I don't, I don't I don't have a message. Um, But then once I had my daughter, all that changed. Um, I had new subject matter because I realized that I was sending my daughter out in a world that is not always going to be kind to her. And she's always going to have to, you know, sort of have some positive messaging in her head to counteract some of the stuff that she's going to come into contact with. And so because of that, you know, we sit down and and we talk about things, but she's so into music and, and always has been, even since the age of one, she's been humming tunes and all that, um, that I wanted to make sure that I put those messages into a medium that she could really connect with and kind of put in her head. And so we started writing together. We would make up little things and a lot of the positive messaging that I would give to her, we kind of sing it. And then we thought, well, why don't we put this on record so we can give it to someone else. And so now we've actually recorded a couple of songs, um, one called Just Believe and another called Freedom. And Just Believe is about remembering that you are someone special and that if you set your mind to something, you can do it. And then Freedom is all about girl power. And we recorded that song, absolutely. Um, It's all about girl power because at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter what someone else says about you. What matters is what you believe about yourself. And so there are people who will walk up to her singing that song now and she's blown away because she's like, I don't know these people. Who are these people walking up to me singing? Um, But then they tell her that they downloaded her song off of iTunes. And for her, you know, who's into all all things YouTube and likes and all that good stuff, you know, she gets motivated by that. But I'm motivated by the fact that whenever she sings that song, she's singing the, the messages that I want her to remember always. What are those okay. messages? Yeah, and I'm trying for you to sing a verse or something. I know. I'm like, are you warmed up the last time I did do it? Yeah, yeah, Just Believe. Okay, so Just Believe is one of the songs that um, when we wrote it, I wrote a verse for her and her um, and the words that she would say um, based on what I've shared with her. And then there's a part um, that I wrote from, from myself to her. Um, and of course, you know, Just Believe is, is just what it is. So. Her part is, I can climb any mountain, I can swim any sea, I can do anything, yes, that's what mom tells me. This world may get me down, but I'll always believe, I can do anything, yes, I can achieve, I can do anything. Oh, I can be anything if I believe, if I believe, just believe. Oh, you made me cry. I know. I'm like, I have chills. This is like like a double goosebump moment. First of all, I love the message, but you have the most beautiful voice, like an angel. You're kind, Heidi. Thank you. So do your students know that when you're like, you know, um, picked up and you're going to go on tour that you're out, like they're on their own? And <laughs> I feel like I might be able to take at least two of them with me. I've got one who raps and I've got one who dances. 
Um, I, I think she can dance. Okay, and she has cool hair too, so I think they might be all right to go on the road with me. I think you got a whole group there. You are good. That's amazing, girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, so, are you touring now? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm not touring, but here's what I do. So people okay. contact us all the time just because of the messaging behind the songs that we do. Um, so we have an opportunity to share with people. And, you know, wherever we can, we do show up. We book. Um, sometimes it's churches and sometimes it's community events. But if we are able to go, you know, usually we don't even charge because for us, we're doing it because we love to do it. And most of the folks who invite us don't have a budget anyway. So we just show up and <laughs> and give our services. <laughs> you know what though? I firmly believe that you are, you're serving and you will receive. I mean, that's yeah. just, you know, you're, you're just trying to spread a, an amazing message with an amazing voice and everybody will be positively influenced. That will come back to you. I believe that too. Thank you. So how, uh, how do our listeners download your music? Yeah, so I can actually send you the links and um, you can provide them in any text that you have, but they can download it on any streaming service. They can listen to it on Spotify. They can download on uh, iTunes or Google Play. It's available everywhere. And well, under what name again? I'm sorry. Heidi. No, that's okay. I was just asking what the name was it again, just in case people missed it. That's okay. Just Believe Our Freedom by Maddie. Love it. M-A-D-D-I-E. Perfect. So we still have a minute or two, Jazz. I don't know. Was there any other final advice, messages, anything you wanted to share before we go? Well, I mentioned finding my voice. Um, and I think leaving the place that I grew up in and having a chance to come back and come back with everything that I gained while I was away um, I felt like I was able to bring something back in, new perspective, new ideas. And I think that, you know, for anyone who finds themselves in a position to make a difference where they are, it's recognizing that they have a voice. And whether you've spoken up in the past before or not, you have a voice. And I think it's important to make sure that you realize that your voice matters and to never forget to use it. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that just now because I was I shared something the other day in that it every people want to listen. They want to listen. It just depends on whose voice is going to be louder. Absolutely. Right. And so I believe that if you are sharing a message, the, the person that is supposed to hear it will. And so the more that we can spread love, the more that we can spread, ho spread hope, the better off the world is going to be. My goal every day is to change the world one person at a time. And, and I am glad that you are doing the same thing that I am. So. <laughs> absolutely. We're doing it, ladies. <laughs> yeah, we are. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, so yeah. Much. Thank you so much, Jazz. You want to talk a little bit about how, you know, people could maybe find us or. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Of course. So, um. <laughs> So Making of Her Story, you can find us on Facebook under Making of Her Story or Twitter of Her Story and on Instagram, Making of Her Story. So please like our page, share our page, subscribe to our podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, so you can find us everywhere. So please, please like us and share our episodes. Um, and from that, that's, that's it. If you have a story that you want to 
perhaps, you know, showcase on making of her story, submit it. We, again, want to create a community from around the world, not just a small part of it. So that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Talking to you today. Thank you. Hope I gave you some good things. You absolutely <laughs> did. Absolutely. It was awesome. All right, ladies, take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.